0: Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer,
1: Scott DeSalvo.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blind Justice Podcast with my amazing co-host,
1: Amelia Fenefrock.
0: And uh, so... Today's topic is going to be, basically, we're going to try and do the impossible. In like a 20-minute podcast, I'm going to try and answer the two most common questions that I get from people who call the office.
1: Challenge accepted.
0: So the two most common questions are, here are some facts. Do I have a case? That's question number one. Question number two is, what's my case worth, right?
1: I have a question right now. Shoot. Has Have people ever told you that you look like Alec Baldwin?
0: Never. Dopey Baldwin, sneezy Baldwin <laughs> all the time. No, actually, I mean I do get that here and there. Actually, when I'm thinner, more people say it. So I'm a little bit heavier than I like to I be see right it now. I now. Well, um your eyes see with kindness is all I can say, young lady. Uh. Um no, I mean I get it now and again. Unfortunately, it's mainly from guys, <laughs> and I'm heterosexual, so <laughs> I mean it's it, You know, look, it's it, it It could be way worse. You could be like, hey, you look like Emo Phillips.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: You need to look up. Get on your phone right now and look up Emo Phillips. You know how to use the Google, don't you?
1: Uh, The interwebs, yes. The Google.
0: It's literally E-M-O, and then his last name is Phillips. Phillips. Or like Pee Wee Herman, for example. You could be like, oh, my gosh, you look like Wait,
1: what? Is this legitimate?
0: What, Emo Pe- Phillips?
1: People think that you look like this.
0: No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm saying like oh, man. anytime anyone, especially a woman, wants to say I look like a movie star, I'm not going to complain, right?
1: <laughs> He's crazy. I No,
0: I do get it now and again, mainly from guys, but. Well, I wish I had his bank account. Would that right? be I
1: know. I wanna be best friends with him. His wife is pretty
0: hot too. I wouldn't okay, mind now his I wife. I to look
1: up Alec Bond's <laughs> wife. Is she blonde? <laughs> she's blonde, right?
0: No, she's uh Latina, I think. What? She's yeah. She's yeah. very pretty, but she does have resting bee face a little bit. I feel like well, then, when they're at See home you
1: later.
0: Yeah. When they're at home I feel like she is laying down the law.
1: He's had two wives.
0: Yeah, Kim Basinger. Jim.
1: And Hillary, what is it? Hillary, it's spelled H A L A R I A. How do you pronounce that?
0: Hilaria,
1: hilaria. It's like saying hilarious, except hilaria. you saw
0: hilaria.
1: Yes, she looks, she's a wellness expert, she has a yoga studio. Interesting. Awesome. She's really hot. Anyways, back to the question. No,
0: very attractive, and she's young. Yes,
1: yeah, she is
0: compared to Alec Baldwin.
1: She's thirty-three years old.
0: Yeah, thirty-three for Sweet a guy her. who's yeah. like, I think he's like about pushing sixty. He
1: still I think. looks good though. He no, looks he looks great. great.
0: He looks great. Very handsome man.
1: So back to the the question. So, how do I know if I have an injury, case Scott?
0: Yeah, so look, the first thing I should say is obviously this is not going to be exhaustive, right? But I just feel like I get these two questions and I have my standard spiel I give to people. What's the
1: standard spiel? So here's
0: the standard spiel on do I have a case, right? There's two divisions in law. There's the criminal law and there's civil law. Mm -hmm. In criminal law, it's all about the government Wants to put somebody in jail or take their money because they broke one of the government's rules, right? Sure. I don't do criminal law. No. I have friends who do criminal law who I refer cases to. So right. if you have a criminal case and you need.
1: You know a guy. a
0: Hey, I got a guy. Got a guy. Actually, my guy is right now a girl, but then I also have a guy too. So anyway. Got a girl. Enough with the sexism. <laughs> Already. We're all equal. That, now, there's a phrase a I never female. thought I'd ever say. Enough with the sexism.
1: <laughs> You're normally, a female co-host, so
0: I normally can't get enough of the sexism. <laughs> anyway, I kid. I kid. Um, so the other half of the law is civil law, which is what I do. And so I do a subpart of civil law because civil law includes, like, divorce and stuff like that, contract, breach of contract. I do injury law. So – any kind of injury that you sustain that is fully or partially the fault of someone else or some corporation, I handle all of those kinds of cases, right?
1: So could you argue that if I had a broken heart I could come to you?
0: <sighs> Even if I couldn't sue, we'd get it we'd get some ski masks, we'd get a couple <laughs> of I was gonna say hammers, but I've been watching that show Vikings. Yeah. I love that show. It's not highbrow whatsoever, but I love it. You
1: must really like it because we've so talked ridiculous. about it multiple times.
0: Right. And so we'll get in the car. We'll hunt them down with an axe. Are
1: they paying you to okay. – Or her. Okay. You
0: know, whatever. I'm yeah. not judging. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs>
1: Noted. All right. I feel better now. Anyways. <laughs> um,
0: no, I usually can't sue for a broken heart. But, you know, damages for the loss of a loved one are, you know, part of a claim. So anyway – then in the injury area, it breaks down to workers' comp, which is its own complete separate thing, mm-hmm. and then like every other kind of injury case, which includes car accident, fall down, nursing home abuse, medical malpractice, products liability, like any way you could a poss- uh, you know, bar fight or dram shop injury, like any any was that way last one? dram shop. When so they're. That? yeah there's a law called in in pretty much every state has a law called a dram shop law, and the dram shop law says that if you are the owner of an establishment and you serve alcohol to someone and they become intoxicated as a result, and then as a result of the intoxication, they hurt someone, oh you can be sued.
1: I didn't know that but
0: only up to a certain limit like in oh. Illinois, I think the limits are like sixty three or sixty four thousand dollars, so Somebody gets Yikes. drunk at a bar, you overserve them, they get in their car and kill someone, the bar could be on the hook. Oh. But they, the bars all have dram shop insurance, right? Oh. Restaurants and bars do. So it. it's almost always an insurance company that's involved in these cases. So um, getting back to the topic, I mean, we <laughs> derail like uh, –
1: that's my job. I just my an job analogy. is to just continue to just derail you until we're like, What is this podcast about again?
0: We like we need an analogy, like for we derail, like
1: like Miley Cyrus from Hannah Montana.
0: Right, that might work. We're gonna think about it. Right, we're, we're gonna, gonna solve sit this. On that. Put yeah. our heads together, figure this We're out. We're
1: gonna get an, our intern on that. Hundred percent. She's looking up stuff right now. You or, know, nay,
0: nay, lady. I say not. <laughs> I say we get the entire production team on it.
1: Yes, the Thank whole you. team. Can we? Can where's our little bell that we ring?
0: I don't know. Do I have a bell? I have this like amazing app that runs in our thing. Like I have a symbol crash. I have like <laughs> the intern dropped the coffee. I have like applause but i that's don't that's
1: our large production team applauding us
0: yes it really is the whole production team
1: all are. 34 of them
0: yeah the sad thing is i actually have all these sound effects do you have fart noises and this thing allows me to use up like up to 128 sound effects at
1: the same time what
0: and i don't Put any e in. I'm lazy. Anyway, I'll I'll get to that. So back to the topic at hand. Um, so in every kind, of, so in a workers' comp case, all you have to do is prove that you're an employee and you were injured in the course and scope of employment. You do not have to prove for a work injury that anybody really did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. If you are working for your boss and you're an employee and you get hurt legit on the job, then you get benefits under workers' comp, right? So right. that's – you don't have to prove anybody did anything wrong. Nice. The big difference is in all those other kinds of cases we talked about, car crash, fall down, nursing home, all of those cases, the threshold, first issue is, did somebody do something wrong, right? So um, we've talked about this on other podcasts, but like in a fall down case – did the landlord know about the problem on his property and not fix it? Or did the problem just spring up where you couldn't blame the landlord for not knowing about it?
1: Because you can't do that, right? Right, You can't right. sue someone for
0: that. Another way of analyzing that is just saying somebody had to have done something wrong, right? Somebody had to do something wrong right. in order for uh, you to be able to sue. And it's the same with a car crash. Uh, if you run a red light and somebody runs into you, you can't sue because you're the one who did something wrong. If the other guy ran a red light, then you can sue. Got it. Make sense? Yes. And that's the same thing like at a nursing home. Did the nursing home break rules and drop you to the floor and you break your hip? Did the doctor break a rule and hurt you? Or did he follow all of the safety rules and you just had a bad outcome? Sure. So in other words, in all these cases, the first thing I tell people is, you have to be able to prove that somebody did something wrong, right? The the next question um, that I tell people on these cases is, and it's funny, I actually got a call last night on this. So I got a call from a guy who called me up and he was furious. Like he was so furious, I could barely calm him down.
1: Oh, man. I'm and I'm right. like,
0: at, at first I thought he was mad at me, but he was just mad. And he was also oh, one of these guys who funny. who wouldn't let you get a word in edgewise.
1: Oh, yeah, those are the best.
0: You probably feel that way about me right now.
1: I was actually thinking about my mom. Blah, but blah, 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 <laughs> blah,
0: Anyway, so, you know, it's it's always funny for me when a new client calls and they won't let me get in at word and edgewise. So there's like, on the one hand, my desire to allow them to get their emotions out by saying what they need to say. On the other hand, there are certain facts I need to evaluate the case. So this guy's mad because him and his his uh fiance got a couples massage at a Korean massage parlor out oh. in the burbs somewhere. <laughs> and they're they're angry because their muscles are sore after the massage.
1: This is not real. Is this a It's real. You're lying, right? And
0: the reason I bring it up is first of all it's sort of a crazy case to begin with, this right?
1: This sounds like a sitcom.
0: But like- the other thing is I'm like, okay, so you have sore muscles. That happens with a deep tissue massage. Have you been diagnosed by a doctor? Have you been to a doctor? Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean, we're not hurt so bad that we need to go to a doctor. Okay. I'm like, then how do well, I prove you have an injury, bro? Yeah. How do I do it? So here's another analogy for the second point. So okay. the second point is you actually have to have a real provable injury, Right. Two scenarios. You're crossing the street, a car runs a red light, runs over your foot, breaks your foot.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Absolutely a case, right? Why? Because they broke a rule, they ran a red light, and you have a real provable injury, a broken foot. Yeah. Same scenario, you're walking across the street, the car runs a red light, it almost hits you, but it doesn't. Scares the crap out of you. You're angry as all get out, right? But it didn't hit you. You don't have PTSD.
1: That's debatable. But
0: you're very upset,
1: right? Right, yeah.
0: No case because there's no provable injury.
1: Interesting. And
0: so Wait, but
1: what about the, uh, when people say, oh, I'm suing for, uh, what is that called? Emotional trauma? Yeah, that's real
0: though. That's real.
1: Could I say that? But that's technically you, no, no. You you could. Because you said no PTSD. You so this could. is like I. Right, I'm okay. Right. So but so I'm.
0: different. Yeah, different lawyers vary on their tolerance for uh, emotional injury claims. Right. Mm-hmm. The the conventional wisdom amongst lawyers about the way juries feel about emotional distress claims is, you better have a really solid case. Right. And what I mean by that is. If you have a person who has been in counseling and went to therapy in the past and had abusive parents, sexual abuse in their background, drug use, alcoholism, a bad marriage deal, right there's a strong argument for if you make a claim for an emotional injury after a car accident that your opponent is going to be able to go get all of your – psych records and bring all of that into the case and tell the jury all about that.
1: Oh, yeah! And
0: then they get to cross-examine you and they get to cross-examine your psychiatrist about all this crap. Wow. And then depending on what's in your records, is a jury really going to believe that you have the night sweats and night terrors and can't sleep because of a car accident or Or because because your your uncle raped you? when right. you were six years old or yeah. God forbid, whatever else. Right. Sure. And it just opens up a,
1: it sounds terrifying. You're,
0: you're actually in, in many of these cases, you're creating an opportunity. Um, what I do in these cases is I look at the case objectively and if it's going to trial, I try to say, I need to know what the defense's best points are. Like, what things in this case, the way we intend on presenting it, are make us weak, mm. make us vulnerable to attack for the defendant to say, look, they're full of crap, right? And I try and minimize those. So I'm very, very careful about those. On the other hand, if my client really wants to have a psych claim uh, or an emotional distress claim, I investigate it. So. I represent a uh, I represented a young girl who was hit while she was crossing the street in the crosswalk and her mother said absolutely her personality changed her study oh, habits changed oh my she became a different person all this and when somebody comes into your office with that you're like okay you can either ignore it Or you can take what the parent says seriously. I take that stuff seriously. So we got all of her records. We had a conference call with her counselor. Here's the truth. Her grades got better. She started doing better at school. Wow. And she, you know what I mean? Like she started doing better at school and it was right around the time after the accident that she was, you know, going through puberty Which is a big, you know, kids' personalities change a lot. Right. And then when we talked to her counselor, her counselor basically said, you know, I think the accident had something to do with it. But it's also because her parents fight a lot and her father is threatening to leave. And it's like, okay, done. You know, there is no way I'm putting a 12 or 13-year-old girl on the witness stand and letting my opponent attack her
1: right. and Slice crap her. all
0: over the case, right? Right. So Left and right. we ended up not proceeding. Plus, her grades got better, right? I mean, anyone on the jury is going to be like, she's so messed up <laughs> from this accident that she started studying. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh Give her goodness. a million.
0: <laughs> studying is terrible.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Nip that in the bud.
0: So I don't know. like. Um, wow.
1: That's kind of messy.
0: Yeah. So the first thing is, the first thing like, do I have a case is, did somebody do something wrong to you? The big second thing is, do you have provable damages, right? If you have a real provable substantial injury and we can develop some theory that is provable and reasonable, that somebody did something wrong to you that led to those damages, no matter what kind of case, that's what I look for. Now, the second thing that we're addressing in this podcast is supposed to be, and, and this is actually the most common question, what's my case worth, right? Oh, I'm sure. I broke yes. my foot, what's my case worth? Mm-hmm. I broke my arm, what's my case worth? I hurt my neck, what's my case worth? Now, I know for a fact that there are attorneys who tell people, Amounts like a right off the top of the, exactly, and the reason they do it is to get guys to sign. Uh. I used to work at a law firm where uh, the guy who would refer my old boss cases worked in the Latino community, mm. and you know he most of his cases came from the Latino community, and so these people would be referred to our office for litigation, and you know we would have the secretary or somebody in our office in, uh, interpret. And these people would consistently say, Mr. So-and-so said that we would get 000, a million dollars.
1: A million dollars.
0: That was his, like, common thing when these people would sign Aww. up. Now, if That's it so if shady. it's one time, I would be like, you don't know. Maybe they misunderstood. Right. But when, like... Half a dozen or a dozen people are telling you the same story. You know the lawyer is giving them a song or dance.
1: That's a broken arm. I want to break my arm and. Hundred percent.
0: Break years. both my arms. I'm retiring. Seriously. We're... Anyway. See you later. Um. So that's the point. Like, the first thing to know is when you talk to a lawyer. If the lawyer promises you a dollar amount right out of the gate, your lawyer is an a hole.
1: Well, that my first. My first reaction is: Is there? Can you really put a number on it?
0: No, not especially not early, and that's that goes right into what what I want to talk about really quickly here is I got before I can tell anybody ballpark what their case is about, I got to know what the doctor records say, mm. what the doctors say, right. how much the medical bills total, whether they have an ongoing problem or whether they're cured. Right. Whether they have lost wages or not, right? Yeah. So let's simplify it. One guy breaks his arm and his medical bills are 10000 Another guy breaks his arm and there are complications and his medical bills are 100000 It's so clear which case is going to be worth way more money. Right. But how do I know what his outcome is going to be when I first sign up the case? Sure. That's why any lawyer who tells you an amount right out of the gate's an idiot.
1: So don't trust people who and, are. A million yes. dollars.
0: My um what do you call it? The point of the podcast today is trust no one.
1: Trust <laughs> no you one. Is there a sound effect for that? Dun, 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 or it dun, should be dun, dun, like
0: the dun, dun. X-Files theme, right? Oh yeah. Like, right. I don't have the X-Files theme. For I next do, time. I do have a roadhouse theme. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. All right, we're getting rid of the roadhouse <laughs> theme. some gunshots in the
1: background. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I told you I have a million spaces for this and I just don't do it. So so the point is, like any lawyer who tells you right out of the gate, oh, I 50 grand, 60 grand, he's pulling a number straight out of the air. Right. I don't really want to say that's where he pulled it from. I'll say it. Where he want, where he's pulling it from, is much darker and smellier than the fresh air. Is there hair though?
1: Is the real? There question?
0: might be if he's a guy, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, way too blue Whoa. for our podcast.
1: So, ooh, sorry. Two folks. demerits
0: on us. Where's <laughs> HR? Call HR. Um, Somewhere in our
1: production team, there's someone who specializes in that.
0: Yeah, and so what I just laid out is basically what it comes down to. So it's like, did you lose time from work? What is your outcome? Right uh what are your medical bills and by outcome i mean look i i broke my ankle when i was like 26 since i've been 26 i've run 5 miles regularly i've squatted like 360 pounds and played some sports played softball um stuff like that but my ankle still is arthritic like when it's right. cold and rainy out it's a it's stiff It sometimes hurts for no reason. Yes. And I I get tightness in my Achilles tendon that I never got before. But I'm going to be the first to tell you I have a great outcome for the type of fracture I had. Other people have that fracture and have a worse outcome where they have a permanent limp. Would you want a jury to not know what the outcome was before they gave you money? Of course not. You would want them to know Mm -hmm. your story so they could award you – and compensate you a fair amount right? right yeah and and so that's another reason why this idea of a lawyer just coming off the cuff and saying hey million dollars sixty thousand no. eighty thousand so in other words a, a lawyer's got to put the case together and in my view it's actually unethical for a lawyer to I tell so. people numbers right, right? you're so lying they have this
1: expectation that's unfulfilled right and
0: and you're lying to them to get you to sign up right and that's that's BS The last thing I want to talk about on this topic, though, is something that is less obvious. Like it's easier – it's easy for reasonable people to understand if your medical bills are higher, you're off work longer, you got a bad outcome, the case is worth more money. Right. But there's a part to this that refers back to how the the incident occurred that I want to talk about a little bit. And that part of it is simply that when it comes to – um, how a jury decides a case, you got to understand this. So when a jury decides a case, they actually do the math on whose fault it is, right? What we've only talked about is like, is the defendant at fault? But here's the thing, you might be at fault, right? So in a fall-down case, the jury actually gets a form, a, juridic, a jury verdict form where it says, The defendant is so much percentage at fault. The plaintiff who fell down is so much percentage at fault. Oh. And here's how it works. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So here's how it works. Or in a car accident case, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an uncontrolled intersection, but you say you were in the intersection first. The other guy says he was, and he says it's your fault. The jury decides what percent it's your fault, what percent it's his fault. Now, they could say 100% you, 100% the other guy, or any combination, right? Right. But the way Illinois law works is if the jury decides that you, as the injured person, are more than 50% at fault, you lose the case. No money. So if they say, Amelia, 51% at fault, but your damages are a million dollars, you get zero. Right? So And so that's tough. And here's another thing, right? You get into a car accident and let's say you're 25% at fault per the jury, right. but the defendant is 75% at fault and they're going to give you a million dollars. You don't get a million dollars. Right. You get a million dollars reduced by 25% fault, meaning 750 on a million dollars, right? Right. Which is still not bad.
1: Which... Yeah. I, I mean, would take the 750. You're going to
0: have pretty serious injuries to get a million dollar verdict. Oh, I bet. So, why or is why is that important, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that important? A lot because I'm a talker and because I take the time to explain things to people.
1: Yes, you yes, you do. A
0: lot of people with other lawyers will call me and ask me to like look over their attorney's shoulder because they say, "Well, I was in a bad car accident and I had back surgery and my lawyer wants me to take 100,000." And I think that's BS and I deserve more. Well, you know, it's not really ethical for me to get into the details of the case and second-guess the lawyer. But if right. the lawyer is somebody I know and a friend, I'll call him up and say, hey, Bill, what's the story? Right. And he might tell me a couple of things that people ought to know. One is there might only be $100,000 worth of insurance money, mm-hmm. and that's why the lawyer is telling the guy to take the hundred it's all the money there is right another reason why he might be saying that is the case might be worth two hundred thousand but there might be like two witnesses that say our guy caused the crash Oh. and if the jury is teetering but the two witnesses even make the jury say well we're going to say it's about 50 50 but we think it was a little bit more the injury guy's case then he gets nothing right wow so even if the case is worth 200,000 it might have a settlement val- settlement value of much less than that right Yikes. yeah so i don't think Interesting. i di- i don't think i did a very good job in this podcast of like keeping the th- the thought process simple so
1: no i understand i understand what you're saying it's but it's but no one it words it's good to know to s- go step by step through these things because i people don't know this kind of thing like no 100 percent.
0: but i feel like i haven't made it like as digestible so this is my well you're a smart cookie (laughs) um so i'm just going to summarize it right so the first question was here are my facts do i have a case if you want to know if you have a case Mm -hmm. if you got hurt at work doing your job you almost certainly have a case in every other kind of case, if somebody did something wrong to you and you have a real provable injury and you went to the doctor, then you probably have a case and it makes sense to talk to a lawyer. Right. Second question, uh, what is my case worth? The summary of that is anyone who listens to you for five or 10 minutes or even a half hour and tells you what your case is worth without the wage loss documents the medical records, the diagnosis, and knowing what your permanent problem, what your permanent outcome is. Yes. Anyone who tells you a number is lying to you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. A lawyer needs to look at all that stuff.
1: Do their homework.
0: And do their homework. And short of that, the typical stuff usually informs whether it's a big case or a small case. I think everybody understands big medical bills tends to mean a big injury tends to mean a lot of money in settlement or verdict tempered by the fact that liability affects what you get at trial, like we just discussed. Yes. So it, it can get a little complicated. So just because your lawyer might be asking you to take short money in a case doesn't necessarily mean that your lawyer is, is full of beans. Right. If that makes sense. Totally makes sense. I wish I would have explained it. it that way at the beginning and then gave the story. Alec
1: Baldwin, you're being too hard on yourself.
0: Well, somebody needs to.
1: Blind Actually, justice. everybody's
0: mean to me. It's I think it's my personality. It's character flaw. Maybe Here's
1: the sad little violin I'm playing it for is. you right now. I don't have wah, any wah, wah. violins,
0: but I do have an urban choir. What?
1: An urban choir.
0: <laughs> That's what the <this> song is. <laughs> this does not sound like sad music at all.
1: I just want to meet the person and shake their hand who came up with this. Oh, you know what we need? An urban choir sound I feel
0: like we should be doing the robot right now. What else do we have? I don't know.
1: It's like trap music.
0: Yeah, I don't know. EDM,
1: right? We in the club. What up? Blind justice.
0: All right, that's enough of that. Now I'm... This isn't even content. This is just me playing. Anyway. Um, so I understand that you uh, you told us at your last, last podcast that you're doing some covers on Bieber songs. Yes. And I thought it would be cool if maybe we played some of it for the audience <gasps> yes,
1: on our way out.
0: What do you think about that?
1: I would love that.
0: So you guys can find this. Um,
1: on iTunes and Amazon Music.
0: Yeah. And um, we're playing it on YouTube just as a sample but you guys can buy this and find this on Amazon and YouTube right
1: yes it's Cold Water by Justin Bieber
0: awesome so we're going to play it now thanks for uh, listening
1: folks thank you very much
0: and we'll uh,
1: and now listen to me
0: yeah listen to the boss over here
1: (laughs) everybody gets high sometimes you know What?
0: Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you no matter the situation you find yourself in. But you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline 888-hurt-318